In today's episode, we are going to be sitting down with Komang Arnawa, two times world champion in bodybuilding, a bit of a throwback to Bali, Indonesia. Komang will tell us the story, how at times he couldn't even afford eggs to keep fueling his bodybuilding career. I didn't have enough money to buy even eggs or chicken or even supplement back then. <laughs> Commit on one thing, so I have to finish. How he was able to push through that to go first to Australia and then being invited to the United States to compete at the Musclemania. But even more, Kamang will share with us a few little details about Balinese culture and how that helped him to strengthen his mind, to find balance and overall to get to the place where he is now. I had a good time sitting down with Kamang and talking to him and I hope you enjoy it as well. We have a spirit in water, we have a spirit in in fire and everything. So we maintain the relationship between uh, human and human. Yeah, That's cool. a secret. <laughs> so I just somehow love doing that. So I just Welcome back to the God of World to See podcast. Three, two, one. And with that, welcome back to the God of World to See podcast. Today with my guest, Komang, two times pro world champion in natural bodybuilding, president of the IFPB in Indonesia. And we just hit a workout together. I'm sitting here jittering a little bit, setting up the podcast. Very excited to have you on. How do you feel after the workout? Well, thanks, Dan. Especially your time today that we shoot some exercise, exercises in there. And uh, it's actually waking me up to um, basically to start my day. So it's actually, I feel pumped actually after that. That's <laughs> Thank great. you. Yeah. So I would say today I would like to talk just a little bit about your story, where you come from. You told me born and raised in Bali. And kind of like your background, like in the sport for what is it, decades, 20, maybe even like almost 30 years, right? I would say 26 years. 26. Yeah, experience in, um, at the beginning, just uh, as a hobby. And then, the, you know, everyone just love exercise at, at the beginning because I'm, I'm in the martial art when I was uh, 10. I started martial art 10. Mm, okay. And then... The, Improving myself in, uh, in martial arts, self-defense, and actually helped to build my discipline from there. And uh, especially back then, we, we uh, mostly my parents just wake me up in the morning, like at 7 o'clock. <laughs> so, so with this uh, martial art helps me with my discipline, get up in the morning, especially when you're feel, feeling fit. Yeah? So uh, in a way, it helps me to build a great foundation, I would say, at a younger age. And helped with my focus to do uh, at a young age. Uh, for me, it's now it's a, it's very important to know that uh, what we really want to do, and and that somehow give us also motivation. So from the um, martial art and then uh, serious into uh, bodybuilding, and uh, it's funny because in the past with the martial art, my sensei. Uh, encouraged me to combine with uh, weight training, mm -hmm. actually, to give us strength, to, to build my strength. You know? And then I, I did that. 
And it somehow it's just, you know, it's addictive. It's a bodybuilding. Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, kind of like addiction. So what would you say? What is it about it? Is it the way you feel, the way you look? That's right. It's actually Both. you feel you feel pumped after the exercise, Alive. right? Yeah. So you feel like, wow, you've done something. You feel like something, your blood rushing around inside and you feel that, you know, the heart rate up and you feel like good. And especially after you do it quite some times, you see the difference, your your body composition, you look, uh, it's a, looking nice, yeah? So it's, a, it's just something that gives you a motivation to do it again. That's what I see as an addiction, but it's a positive addiction, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. I would say for me, that is really the big part. Some people there, let's say, they work a lot in their field, but they kind of like neglect the physical part in a way of like, oh, it's just a look. It doesn't matter that much. But what I noticed for myself after years, just how it wakes me up, how it makes me feel. And like before I work out, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can start today, if I'll feel good after the workout. The world is mine. I got this. Is that yeah, kind of like? Feel, a yeah, you feel fit, right? And you feel like, oh, I can conquer the world. Exactly. That's what we it's, talked it's, about before. Yeah, yeah, it's a testosterone kind of thing. We 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 dominate. We are. Just, it's all about domination. But uh, throughout my experience in the past, because uh, uh, my parents, uh, most of the time, actually sharing the story about Balinese mythology, and uh, it's it's about Balinese. It's a culture. So uh, before we sleep at night, my my parents, especially my father. Uh, share us a story about Balinese mythology, like uh, why we do offering and, you know what I mean? It, because we are pretty much uh, community oriented. So um, we have we have spirits in everything, yeah? So we have a spirit in water, we have a spirit in, in fire and everything. So mm -hmm. so I grew up in, uh, in, the, in, uh, in the environment where, where this is uh, uh, something that I, I really uh, into it. And uh, at the time, my father uh, loved to tell stories. And uh, one thing that I still remember until now is actually uh, what he understands about life in balance. So he said to me once about, uh, if you want to live happy, I want you to remember this thing. And until now, it's still in my head. Uh, how long was that? Was already 40 years. <laughs> 14? 40. 40. Yes. Mm. He said... Well, if you picture yourself about, uh, like, a, if you draw something like a cross, cross sign, cross. Mm -hmm. So, if you position yourself in the middle. So, in Bali, we have this uh, philosophy called uh, three hita karana. So, we, we, we maintain the harmony between human and human, human and the nature, human and the universe. So, we position ourselves in the middle. If we picture ourselves, that cross picture in the middle, so we maintain the relationship between uh, human and human, which is our friends, our family, yeah? community. Yeah, that's that's uh, left, and then on the right, we maintain the uh, our relationship with our parents as uh, the ancestor that's still alive. Yeah, and then. Uh, if you go to the bottom, it's actually the, uh, the environment. So we look after our nature. So like for me, I'm involved in the uh, project of Bali Clean, for example, Save Bali Water. So at least something that I can contribute. So as a Balinese, that philosophy is still in my, uh, in my blood that I want to always maintain myself in that position. And above 
uh, that is actually we believe in positive energy. So um, everything is energy is a positive. It's just us because uh, we sometimes feeling good about ourselves. We feel tired. That's where the negative energy comes around. We becoming negative sometimes. Yeah. So when I back then, it's a uh, something that my parents, my especially my father, asked me. Please remember this thing. So that's uh, where you're gonna find yourself uh, 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 happiness if you can maintain that position. It's not easy because how to maintain it is you have to understand. You have to wise enough to understand everything around you. Like for example, you have friends. Your friends is love doing this, but you don't like this. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not necessarily bad, or it's it, it's it's bad. The difference. Yeah. If we understand, so for example, this is typical mangoes. If you don't like to eat mangoes, why well, we eat mangoes, right? So we understand. So we eat banana, yeah. But it's there. So for us to understand what's around us and understand, and we wise enough, that's how we should be. So we maintain that, and everyone's becoming friends, and everyone's becoming family. So we help each other in that capacity. So we're not expecting too much, because expecting is also something that actually. Gonna give us disappointment, right? So we do something that because we love to do, yeah. So uh, it's not expecting someone. Okay, in return, you're gonna pay this because I help you. So uh, in that context, in the philosophy, that's my my father uh, nice. asked yeah. me to to keep that balance. I heard that as let's say giving to give. Have you heard it like that? Before? Yes, the give. Uh, the more you give, the more you get. That's, that's yeah, yeah. That's for that's for sure. Like the, what I looked into a few years ago is like most people they give to get. It's like you give even even if you just help someone. Sometimes you like give to get good emotions, maybe even. But usually people they give to build their let's say a relationship of when they then kind of like can take. And usually people feel that even. And like if you feel that somebody wants to help you because then later down the road they want something in return, it's kind of like ah, it doesn't feel that good. So. It's for me. It sounds like a lot like the concept of giving to give. Where you give, and you know that if you're gonna give, you're gonna receive, but not necessarily from the person or from whatever. You just—it's kind of like it's just part of you. And this is kind of like the philosophy. Do I understand it correct? Yes. And also, um, it comes to the uh, personality personality of the individual. Sometimes um, it's like uh, in in Bali. We sometimes when we because we community oriented, so. Uh, we help each other in a way, yeah. So we live in this uh, banjar, what we call is uh, the organization. Banjar. Banjar. So it's like a community uh, organization in Bali. So we help each other when people have a ceremony. So one family have a wedding ceremony and have a, any kind of ceremony. So uh, we help each other in that, uh, in that, uh, like a sort of like a family. So uh, when when it comes to help people. I uh, I see we 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 are different. We are people around us are different, and we would be good. We can we not expect them. So if we can help, we help. If no, it's much better to say straightforward. Sorry, I'm afraid I cannot help you, but at least I can lend you something or something. Yeah, but not pretending to help in return something. So that's sometimes uh, in the nature of. Some people that they don't want to disappoint their friends, basically, when saying sorry, I can help, you know. So uh, yeah, uh, I 
I see that's uh, actually what it means, what you're saying before. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing. Very interesting. Uh, Stephen, quick question. Uh, the video is still running, right? Maybe you can keep a little bit of an eye on it. All right, great. So, first of all, thank you very much for the insight in, let's say, Balinese culture. That's extremely interesting. Talking about, let's say, your upbringing and the first few steps, uh, let's say, into bodybuilding, kind of like the story of how you got into what was your first success, the very big ones, and then, let's say, later down the road, how you prepared for it, was what was like the mental mindset behind it, um, what was like, let's say, the first well, um, entrance? Yeah, bodybuilding is a tough sport, honestly. <laughs> so I must say that I admit that back then, when I started in Bali, as everyone knows, Bali is small, but everything is here. Uh, but when it comes to fitness, it's something that uh, we don't have much professional athletes back then. So I don't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have enough knowledge, I would say, when it comes to knowing how uh, to do the right diet, to do the proper training when it comes to a bodybuilding, when it's come to uh, preparing yourself to competition. So there is, uh, there was no nothing, nothing that I can actually uh, 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 understand better in preparing myself for competition. I just basically back then uh, just do and 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 see how it goes. So I. I can see that myself did something that what we believe now with the uh, science, uh, you know, the uh, knowledge of fitness mm -hmm. shouldn't do. Should not because, do. Okay. Yes, should not do. Because what I did in the past is purely the opposite, purely what I believe this is what I got. Like how did it look? Just chest every day? Or is that what... No, no. For example, what I mean is I, I basically with the uh, minimum facility, I would say. Mm, no yeah. money. And try to uh, basically uh, improve myself and see how, how far can I, I can go in this uh, fitness. It's, it's something that uh, I see it as a purely like a mindset if I see it now. Is it okay with the noise? It's okay. We're sitting right now in a little restaurant here in the Peppers in Seminyak. It's filling up a little bit, but... Uh, it is what it is. Okay. So, um, basically, with limited things around me at the time, I maximize uh, what I've got, basically. It's like a mindset. So, if I have to eat only one time, I eat one time, but I train twice. Uh, so, um, for example, in the morning, in preparing for the com competition, for example, throughout my experience and self-experience, so difficult, unless you really, really want it, and you really, really... Uh, committed and and luckily as I mentioned before the discipline there that I have through my martial art that I could not just do halfway and I have to finish until what I consider it's a finish so that is in my uh, it's in my blood until now anything it's a what do you call now it's perfectionist yeah so I drive myself one I commit on one thing so I have to finish it. so you say it comes from the martial arts that part of martial arts. You said your dad a little bit. And also uh, my, my personality that, uh, that really I want to accomplish something that I don't like doing something half, basically. Mm. So um, I, I did that and I, I decided to, to go to this uh, bodybuilding 
world industry competing to to be an athlete from national to international level. At the beginning, to compete nationally was quite challenged because uh, at the time I didn't I didn't have enough money to buy even eggs or chicken or even supplement back then. <laughs> so uh, while now is the supplements a big thing, so uh, just to buy eggs. Lucky enough, I have I have meals uh, twice at a time. While bodybuilding, you need to have quite enough nutrition, especially uh, protein, right, to build the muscle. Especially you do it naturally, so uh, it's quite challenging to build such a big muscle with a limited amount of protein, and uh, with uh, the training facilities not really state of the art facility that I I use. So. Uh, when I prepare myself for the national competition, uh, my my parents, especially my father, I I've heard my parents and my my mom uh, into a discussion that uh, they don't have enough money anymore to buy to buy me eggs for uh, for my next competition in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So at the time, my father uh, said said to my mom, "Please stop tomorrow because we don't have enough money." to buy more eggs for coma yeah because uh, because uh, after his competition so he still need to find a, a job to work to earn money so why don't stop now so we we're not losing more money just for something that actually is not promising so your father suggested that you stop bodybuilding in a way yes and um, it was difficult for me because halfway because I have to go to Jakarta I have to do. I have, at that time I have to go to Jakarta to compete for national competition. Uh, through limited uh, finance, I would say so. So I basically eat just rice and vegetables at a time, just to to finish it. So I can I can I can compete and see how it goes from there. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's quite. Uh, I would say mental challenge because you love what you're doing but at the time that you rely on the money that actually you don't have and you don't have enough nutrition but you already promised to the national team that you're going to compete and the national team uh, will give you money after so at the beginning you don't have money to prepare yourself so uh, it's kind of like a depression period for me to complete my task basically but I push through and see how it goes I just keep training and then at the end uh, I competed in Jakarta. Uh, I was on fourth place. So, uh, and I was on stage at the time. And then that actually gave me, that moment gave me uh, more motivation to, 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 to actually uh, push myself beyond what actually I can do. Especially when I was on stage. This is uh, something that I still remember until now. I was, uh, I was on fourth place. And everyone came, all the audience, shake hand, the, the winners, first, second, and third. And I was, stood there, and I tried to, friendly with everyone, I tried to give my hand, but someone just come and look at me and just walk away. Didn't even see that I'm there. So it's like, uh, I'm nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, uh, you are nobody, you're not, not really uh, something that I want to learn from you, you know? So at the time, it, it just really give me something wow is this how what people must be uh, experienced 
that when you're not winning anything, disappointment, you know what I mean? And people just see you as a loser. And you don't have so how did you deal with that? So um, on my way back uh, from Jakarta, actually, we, we went there by bus. It took us one day by bus to go to Jakarta. Yeah? But now actually by plane, it's only 45 minutes. So on, on my way, on our team, our way to uh, Bali, I just sat on, uh, in the bus and then think, wow, what next? So no money. I know what my father going to say to me. <laughs> so how can no I... No eggs anymore. No eggs, definitely. So I need to look some option. So and then I just, I just basically, no clue. I just basically couldn't figure out what to do next at the time. I just blank. So I got in Bali. One day, two days, one week pass until one month. And then I start... Um, thinking, ah, oh, maybe I just train and see how it goes. And I just keep my body fit. That's the idea. And then I went to the gym and then start training and then um, start talking to friends and some people that I know. And then they asked me, hey, come on, why don't you help to support me? I pay you. Mm. Oh, yeah, you will? Yeah, you support me. I give you uh, some money, how much you want. It's up to you as long as, uh, you know, I help you and that's uh, what you want. Yeah, sure. You help me like uh, training one hour, you support me and I give you money. Okay. And then from there, I feel lift. Yeah. So I feel like, wow, there's a way. Okay. So, so that's uh, how you got into coaching? Then I started like helping very naturally. people. Yeah, helping people. And then people love uh, my basically uh, support when they come to training and then tell them what to do and supporting a little bit, lifting them. And then it's becoming a, a routine that I have appointment, yeah? So then the, realizing that the idea is to get fit to go to the gym, and then suddenly you get this opportunity open for you. So, uh, and then I said to myself, oh, must be there is a way for me. Because with this good intention first, the intention to get fit, and then the other opportunity coming. And then I just started from there until now, uh, realizing that I have to maintain my condition and body fit at all times. That's the key for any opportunity, anything I want to do. And then I start competing for national. And then the, I was on a, I was second place in, in the national back in two, year 2000. And then I was so happy, so excited at the time that finally my career in bodybuilding going to be going to be a national team for Indonesia for the SEA Games back then because they, they did a technical meeting. So if you are on the first or second place, you will be, uh, be the national team. So the government will finance you. Yeah, They put you in, a, in a, like a camp. Okay. So eat, train and sleep. So what a dream. Eat, train, sleep, repeat. Those were the days, yeah. So I was, I was so excited. And then I was second place. But... Um, they didn't call my name. They didn't even give me an opportunity to represent Indonesia for the SEA Games. Mm. So another, another thing that actually motivated me, at the time I was disappointed because, you know, I was expecting. And it's part of a process that I understand that I have to keep going. And uh, at the time, because of we in this uh, frame mind that we're expecting, I mean, I especially expecting that someone's going to help me with my food so I can train. 
and then turns out it didn't happen. So then I I, I met some people uh, and then then I learned some uh, fitness from magazine that friends from Australia back then bringing me a, a present a fitness magazine. Then I read and and I just so see I so just consider myself wow this is so exciting this is this industry so so uh, something that I'm really looking forward and then a friend of mine invited me to uh, come to Australia to have a look outside Indonesia so that's my first uh, overseas uh, experience back in 2002 actually after the bomb in happened in, in, in Bali yeah? bombing in Bali? yeah okay. So then I went to Australia, and then my friend there actually uh, showed, showed me around, uh, took me to a gym, and then I saw this poster uh, competition in October. It was uh, in March 2002. Mm-hmm. And I said to my friend, can I enter this comp? He said, um, let me talk to the, uh, the promoter. And then he went and talked to the promoter. The promoter... He's Australian, really nice guy. Until now, we're still good friends. His name is is Michael Mara. So uh, he's he used to Mr. Australia. He's well known in Australia. He has a great character and really kind of like uh, trying to to do his best in his uh, in the industry to uh, to motivate people to get fit. And uh, still now, until now, he's a good promoter for Australia. I consider the best event in Australia is uh, Mike's uh, competition uh, in W, uh, Western Australia. So he came and then said to me, yes, of course, you can compete in October. So we are looking forward to have you on our stage. I said, wow, it's like a thunder strike, yeah? And I said, wow. And then I just, at the time, I was was so excited. And then uh, my friend said, well, there you go. So you're preparing now. So where you want to prepare, Koman? Uh, and then I said, uh, with my visa, I think I have to go back to Bali then. And plus, maybe cheaper for me <laughs> to prepare in Bali. Now, well, if you want to prepare here, we have some friends to support you if you want. I said, uh, well, that's really nice of you, but I would prefer to prepare in Bali, but thank you. And uh, But definitely, I want to compete in October. So long story short, I prepared myself in Bali for that comp in October. And then I, uh, that competition, actually a state competition in W. And then the winner is uh, qualified to compete for the national, for the Australia. So then I competed in the state comp and I won all the, uh, the overall under 80 kilogram class. And then uh, they asked me to represent W to compete in Sydney at that time for the national competition. And I said, wow. And then, as, as I mentioned before, my background with uh, financially is not really uh, friendly at the time, right? And then the, I said to him, I'd love to compete representing WA. Is there anything that maybe can help me to, to get there? Yeah, of course. We're sponsoring your ticket, your accommodation the food so that was a big relief that's big relief and I just need to extend another one week to stay in Perth and I said wow of course I'll represent uh, WA so then one week later uh, went to uh, Sydney 
for the national comp and I won the national uh, title there uh, under 80 kilogram class again. So the competition was was so tough. It was uh, quite numbers of top athletes back then, I would say, and they all in a great condition. And uh, it's just at the time, it's just something that I see that my potential is there, my commitment there, and then the, the opportunities there. And I think with a good intention, I would say. Good intention? <laughs> good intention that I really want to do the best I can be in this sport, right? So I think that helps me a lot to motivate me to, to push myself when it comes to training beyond what I see as, okay, this is enough. No, I push more. Anything what I consider, this is enough, I push more. If I say, I'm going to do 20 reps and, I say, and then my muscle already just couldn't handle the weight and then the other mind came in and say, come on, another 10 reps, another 10 reps. It's just basically pushing me beyond. And uh, that's what happened each time I, I uh, decided to compete for the next level in my uh, competitive career. Mm. So I won the national and then the, everyone's so happy and everyone's actually uh, uh, excited that uh, finally I can uh, see a bit of world outside there and also competing it's basically productive i would say and have the uh you were how, how old you were how old at that point uh how old in what sorry how old were you at that point like how many years into bodybuilding and you were like mid 20s or no um i was 29 29 yeah because uh one thing that i remember is 29 i was 29 years old mm -hmm. that time winning the australian uh, national competition And uh, and then we had a celebration, small celebration. We eat pizza, you know, everyone. After you come, you yeah. excited to eat pizza and ice cream. And then after uh, sightseeing in Australia, two weeks after that, going back to Bali. And then I got this email from a big promoter in America. And apparently he he watched me, my career, and he sent me email invitation that He wants me to compete in Musclemania mm. uh, one year later for the World Musclemania. November was that. And then I said, wow, um, okay, uh, that, that, that uh, sounds interesting. And uh, let me know what, what's to, to do next. And then he said, well, just keep training. Just prepare yourself for the November that you have the uh, invitation that you're going to compete in America in a Musclemania Pro World Championship. Where was that? What city? Uh, it was in Anaheim, California. So that's my, uh, then that's, that's the comp. And then, and then I was so excited and then start preparing myself. So I don't, I don't see any kind of like a challenge of how to get there, nothing. It's just basically, I just, okay, I want to go there. That's all I have. It's like, for example, when you see A to Z, they say B, C, D, all this, uh, yeah. uh, uh, what do you call it, the structure. I just see it A, Z. <laughs> yeah. So I prepare myself for uh, one year. So I structure my training six months, uh, bulking up, build muscle size, get my strength. And then six months later, just purely cutting, uh, get the shape, 
get the definition, learning the posing, yep. and basically uh, to actually uh, be the next level of who is Komanganawa back then uh, from the national uh, Australian champion. And then the, now to the next level to to be a uh, to be a professional. We're gonna get into a workout right now with Komang. So what do you think? What are we gonna be doing? Well, I think we're gonna mix it up. We do triple set, perhaps chest, back, biceps. Let's start with chest, back, biceps. Okay, we're we gonna do legs as well today. Would be after. We'll see. After we've done three sets, and we just maybe combine with legs a little bit. Alrighty. So we just basically do a upper and lower body part. What do you think? Oh, sounds great. I just had a black coffee. I feel it kicking in a little bit, so I would say, let's start. Did you look bigger? Come on. <laughs> Almost, mate. Two last. We're here and we're continuing a ride at the championship, the world championship, right? In Anaheim, California. So we were at the point where you said six month bulking, six month definition, posing, all of that competition day, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's uh, very interesting back then. I, I structure my training into that two phases. So six months bulking and then six months cutting to get the quality ready for the competition. So uh, <clears throat> that come for from experience, self experience. That um, I think everyone has a different experience. Everyone has a different biochemistry. Uh, the training it's it's so complex. So we at the end of the day we will help, we will have to find our own formula. It depends on what our goals. So I always uh, see that uh, as a, the main question of when you exercise, if you're going to compete, what's your goals? Are you going to be a bodybuilder? Are you going to be a men's physique? Yeah. So you walk toward that. And before you decide that sometimes it would be good to have uh, someone with the professional eyes. You told me I should do men's physique, huh? <laughs> to look at our body. Because we... we we sometimes, even for me back then, I'm not sure. I'm a good bodybuilder or I'm a man physique or something, right? So at least someone will tell, okay, you have the frame, so you'll be look good on this. But there were no such thing as men's physique back in the day, were there? Uh, it just pick up uh, new, yeah. It was a new thing back then? Okay. Yeah. Back that time, no. It's just getting popular, I think, uh, back in what year? It's just new. Yes. What they call it as a the new face of bodybuilding so uh, start pick up some because the people the new generation i guess they just don't want to train like a bodybuilder they don't want to look like a bodybuilder but they want to have a great physique and they want to compete so that's where the uh, this category uh, come along so people have a chance to actually uh, self-testimonial that not just telling people how to train, but actually they have experience on stage. So adding value to people that try to encourage people to live healthy. In fact, they are uh, mostly uh, the people that are encouraging is also have a self-experience and experience. So it's actually 
telling the real story. What do you call it? real steel? Telling the the real about uh, fitness and stuff. So it's becoming so popular now. So um, yeah, back then uh, focusing on bodybuilding, the training, and all I have in mind is just basically train heavy, uh, eat a lot, lots of eggs, lots of chicken, yeah, and uh, not necessarily supplement back then because. Uh, I didn't have money to buy supplement. I didn't have money to supplement that time, and especially my title is not enough to get uh, people attention, especially in the uh, fitness industry when it comes to supplement to endorse me. And then the closer to the date, preparing my com, I'm ready, and and especially one month before the com, uh, I trained myself somehow. Different, different means uh, because our time zone is different. So America and Bali, it's a different time zone, right? So uh, two weeks before, one month before the com, uh, I changed my training structure. I got up at two o'clock in the morning to do my cardio for one hour, and then I uh, I did uh, some posing, and then I rest. And then the, I had my breakfast back to normal. So I just changed my sleeping a little bit and training. Normally training morning, like a seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now three o'clock in the morning. And I did that for two weeks. And then it actually helps because I booked my flight and arrived in America one day before the way in. So uh, normally jet lag, you have the experience and also mm-hmm. Uh, long flight, your body start retain water because I don't have uh, enough experience to compete long distance and in the level of that international. So the pressure, it's a good pressure, but still uh, lack of experience, I would say. In a way, it's a good thing because I don't worry that much because I just basically, okay, I'm just going to wear my uh, pushing trunk and then uh, color my body's ready and compete that's all I didn't I didn't prepare myself for okay jet lag I didn't prepare myself okay how can you get rid of water uh, when your body start look like a soft so all that thing that I didn't uh, have uh, experience at all so right in America and then uh, I did some lots of walking and actually because of the excitement first time uh, to uh, to America, I mean, competing, it's just so excited to see this country, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't feel that jet lag or tired or sick. It's just basically I'm here. Hormones took over. I know. It's just for the right purpose, I would say. And I walk around and then buy some, bought some uh, food and then rest in, uh, in one hotel and then get ready for the uh, weigh in the next day. So uh, then weigh in, and then uh, I asked uh, the, uh, the promoter, I asked him, look, for tomorrow weigh in for registration, am I compete in a professional or in the amateur? And uh, he said, of course, you're in a professional. You won the title in Australia, you're national champion. So you here as a professional with your uh, 
experience and your who you are. You're not amateur anymore. So you're going to compete against professional here. Oh, okay. So uh, I realized, okay. So uh, until someone tell tell me that you're professional, mm. normally we don't we we undervalue ourselves. Yeah, we we don't realize our value. Yeah. And uh, this is something that actually I, I learned along the way through uh, bodybuilding. And not just bodybuilding, it just, it just shaped me uh, the value about life as well, through the experience, through the culture, uh, and, and uh, through the uh, industry that I, 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 I see it's a quite tough sport. Tough so what would you say was the lesson out of you realizing that you are further and let's say on a different level than you thought you would be. You've been working for years and some struggling and now all of a sudden you have a little bit more of success and people starting to recognize that. What was the lesson from it to kind of like maybe uh, allow yourself earlier to see yourself like that? Or um... Um, in, my, in my view, I see myself that, um, that uh, recognize who we are and value ourselves at the beginning is actually a good start. So, uh, for example, like, um, let's say, uh, when it comes to uh, training, when it comes to uh, competing experience, I have that knowledge now. So, uh, sometimes it's good what we say, perhaps in my case, not everyone, because I'm Bali, uh, from Bali, small island, right? So, we... Uh, our mindset is completely different. So we, uh, I would say, uh, uh, what do you call like Asian culture? So we respect all this. Even we know, we, we don't say that we know. We allowing the older tell us first. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that sort of thing. Well, in the West, perhaps you saw confidence. Yes. Can you do this? Yes. Even you don't know. And then you just look up on Google and you learn from there, right? So you just confident because Perhaps that's nature, yeah? So for us Asian, we still look left and right, perhaps, right? So we're not sure, uh, is that the right thing? And then we just look and we observe, yeah? That's perhaps. So uh, that actually uh, something that maybe in my blood in the past. So even i confident enough that I can teach people, I kind of like, uh, maybe, yeah? Okay. So uh, lack of uh, confidence, uh, self-esteem, and then throughout this self-experience and experiments in bodybuilding, so uh, it just basically built me that you are what you are. You know what you know. You know? Mm -hmm. So it just now I'm in, in a in a position. I mean, in a in a stage where, well, this is who I am. So there is no such a maybe not. So you want to train? How can I help? So you just basically meet the right person. To actually share the experience. So, so would you maybe wish that happened earlier in your let's say career or life journey that you came to this let's say certain stage where you kind of like can see yourself like that would you wish that happened earlier maybe or you think everything's good the way it went? It's interesting you, you ask that. Because I think a lot of people struggle with that that they are actually quite good like for me I'm definitely at the beginning of my journey but for years, I did not allow myself to talk about the topics that I wanted to talk about, even though I've been educating myself for years. I've been talking to people about it. But I felt like, oh, I'm not there yet. But then at some point, I was like, 
well, maybe you're not there yet, but you can share, let's say, the uh, journey of getting there. You can share what you already know, what you experience. Uh, and I kind of like would feel that I allow myself more than other people do. And I see that people struggle. They're like, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not sure. Kind of like, I think that's a big thing that people struggle with. Yeah, and uh, and I see also almost say the same thing like you asked me. And then I just realized that uh, there is a process. And then my process is through bodybuilding, yeah? To build who I become. And uh, not necessarily against the process. So it took me quite years. But now realizing like what you do now, like uh, so many ex uh, uh, information out there, yeah? Uh, some the younger one now to convince themse themselves it takes time to to convince that they can but as to be honest in fact all successful people all professional they're all amateur back then right everybody all, starts as a nobody that's right so uh, now if we can switch that mindset and equip ourselves with the knowledge and surround ourselves with the right people mindset that all actually uh, with a good intention to do good thing with people and actually give them sort of like a uh, the right purpose that what they want to do is actually bigger than 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 for themselves it's it's a start talking not just i it's talking about we i'm creating this to help people hopefully what i do is actually for the people. So then with that, we'll actually give you uh, encourage to actually whatever the, the information you need, somehow you meet the right people. When you Google something, just something came up what you need, yeah? Because you actually in line with your soul, with the, the, the right purpose, and that actually helps some people as well. So you're saying the moment it becomes more than just about you, that can give you a lot more energy and let's say give it more meaning and therefore give you more drive? I would say that, correct, yes. So uh, my experience my experience back then after is just about myself in bodybuilding and everything. It's all about myself. And I didn't realize it's not a bad thing because that somehow built me to somehow with the information, self-experiments, so that uh, it's becoming valuable to other people, yeah? But at the time, I just see it just for myself. And then I train people, I make money. And then how long you can train people? How long you, you actually generate money for something that just for yourself? You're, what, you're gonna buy a house, you're gonna buy a luxury car, so you buy, you know, whatever that is great. But sometimes it would be good to keep the balance as my parents asked me to maintain the three hitter karana, Balinese concept. So we actually, if we ask people, what actually you, uh, you want to achieve in this life? Some people say, ah, if you ask people, not so many people can ask straight away, you know. Um, I want to I have enough money to buy maybe Mercedes Benz or something, <laughs> or a nice house, or live in a, you know, in a penthouse or something. They couldn't answer it. But actually, if you know the answer, like actually now I, I, I tell you that uh, if you ask, so what actually you want to achieve in life? Of course, you want to be happy because happy is everything. But not just happy, you want to look fit and yeah, you want to look good and you actually want to be in, that, in a positive way, 
your existence actually uh, to complete this uh, process of the universe. Yeah, we are just part of particle to complete what is the universe need to be done. So either passing the information. So uh, in my view, I see myself as something to contribute, uh, to contribute of my knowledge, to give people actually what I know. Maybe for them, it's going to be uh, giving them a better life. Yeah. So uh, in a way, that actually giving me energy, satisfaction, yeah. and indirectly happy. I just feel like I have lots of money somehow. So like uh, when I did uh, an event, an event, people competing, people excited by the competition, they just they just finally can can uh, show themselves that uh, wow i did it you know and then in that moment i feel like wow i feel lift even i lost a lot of money to to uh, set up something but what i do with the right purpose is just for the people and somehow you just get up in the morning you're excited the uh, the challenge becoming something to motivate you it's not challenge that depress you yeah you just you just basically want to well, okay, give me more. What what's there? So I, I actually end up uh, becoming a life lesson that you actually meet the right people. You you know how to do it right, yeah. Because it's basically a process that finding anything uh, to do the right way, and also can be something beneficial for other people. And that actually uh, something that in my uh, my time now is uh, exciting. Wow. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. Whenever I listen, let's say, to people who, let's say, are further down their career, a lot of, let's say, accomplished people always come to the conclusion that contribution and giving back yields the greatest fulfillment and purpose. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting to hear that all the time. And sometimes I experience like very small glimpses of that. Like, obviously, I'm very much at the start of everything that I do. But whenever I am on top of everything, whenever I feel like things are going well for me, I have this deep urge of sharing that and making other people be part of it. And I think that's where magic lies. So I totally yeah. and also, can feel what you're saying. And also something that, um, yeah, of course, we have to establish ourselves first. Right? Establish in a way that, okay, uh, we have to have our skill in order to uh, basically to live whatever we want. I mean, a skill that can help, help us to survive. When it comes to food, when it comes to buy something, yeah, not much, but at least we have something that uh, secures us in mm -hmm. that capacity. And then later on, we can see that how we can also contribute something, and then that will expand more. And then, the, believe me, it's uh, opportunities just come and keep coming. And then, uh, for some people that confuse about what they want to do, what uh, in life, or what should they focus on. I think for me, uh, in the past, I think would work to many people. First is just get fit, so exercise. Just uh, every morning with a good intention. If you can smile in the morning, good intention, exercise, just to get fit. That's the first actually uh, foundation that actually when you really fit, you basically have the uh, positive uh, state of mind right. and then the, with that mind you will actually attract uh, a positive thing as well so people coming and then you some then you have idea and then that's how I would start so you're saying the physical part is much more than just about the body it's the mind 
because when we fit that actually part of the secret of longevity i guess if you heard about it uh i mean through this uh uh books that i read some and some have in line that uh, with the mind that actually sending all information to this body so if your body is not that fit the message will say don't look after them it's just already uh, weak <laughs> so, so how long how, how long are you going to live you're not going to long live enough and your body not going to absorb nutrition everything because the message from your mind already say you're weak why should we look after your body so now if you train and you fit the brain say oh they need more nutrition look after them. so whatever you eat with the condition even you eat once whatever there your body will maximize it so the nutrition enough to maintain this body and then from that one you start build up something different some people have a different kind of like a way of thinking and then start from there so the base is very important with the fit at all times interesting very interesting right i would say for today we're gonna wrap up with a few more questions maybe practical things that you do day to day that you can maybe share Maybe it's something that people can implement. My first question would be, we talked a little bit about early mornings, wake up. Do you have a morning routine? What time do you wake up? Right. Um, I think uh, everyone heard about uh, fitness is uh, basically, uh, I would say, ongoing journey. So um, we, we changed over time when it comes to like uh, either five years, 10 years, depending where we live, depending what our goals. Uh, I'm at the stage now actually maintaining my muscle mass. Uh, I want to look fit. I mean, I maintain this fit uh, look and, and I want to encourage people, motivate people just by hanging out with me or maybe just talk with me and they just give the motivation i want to be like him you know so uh, something like that i really want to uh, maintain and uh, in order for me to maintain that through my experience and my self experiments what the formula that works best for me is actually most of the time i combine intermittent fasting so uh, i would i would eat like uh, mornings used to i have something small but now I don't eat because I'm not not because I I don't want to eat. I just don't feel hungry. Uh, perhaps I've done some stages where I did ketogenic diet, for example, right? and then I um, I eat uh, lots of salad, like a vegetarian for two days, and then I eat um, follow like uh, try to eat lots of meat through my uh, uh, experience as an athlete, and also I combine those all that sort of regime, uh, eating pattern. And then at the stage now, I uh, realize what our body is made of. And I try to maximize the function in order for a long, uh, function in, uh, for long term, my energy. So I try to having meal that consists of good fats, mostly a little bit higher than my carbs, what people are knowing now is a ketogenic diet. So what time do you usually have your first meal? Uh, mostly now I have like a two or three o'clock in the afternoon. That's my first meal. And then my second meal would be before sunset. 
like six letter seven and then the, when i'm social with friends at night i'll just rather drink because i don't think that i need to eat it's just my body start sort of like a, if i may say it sounds crazy start talking to me right don't eat this no 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 this is not good for you no you know you're gonna have this feeling in the morning yeah like listening to your body in a way yeah at this point after years and years of experience like really it's it's kind of like in tune so it's like uh, they're communicating to me like uh, right away like uh, usually I love red wine yeah I'm, I'm a big fan red wine social red wine glass or two glass sometimes a bottle with friends yeah and then I realize now when I have one or two glasses even one sip if the wine high in uh, preservative, right away I felt uh, like a dry in my joint. And then I know it's not good for my body, yeah? So I stop. So I start that kind of, and then now I just realize it's, it's the time is, uh, is different. Used to, it's okay. One bottle's fine. But now, because of my intention of, as I mentioned, where I am at now, it's so important where you are at now, what you focus on. It's so important to keep asking ourselves that what's your goals? Why? Yeah. Yeah? And where are you at now? So what is your situation? So for me now, I want to look like this for maybe 100 years, for example. Right? So it's just somehow the body with that mind frame, it's like a transformer works. So lo longevity is really a big thing for you. You want to maintain and preserve. And yeah, being active and uh, be just happy. And then actually you are you basically are fit to do yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah. So uh, it's just basically like a transformer. Somehow my body now start uh, building this foundation saying that, okay, this is what he wants. So we have to make sure, tell him somehow the mitochondria will be communicating each other, that controlling us. Okay, if he has this, that's not going to beneficial for long term we should give him signal <laughs> so something like that yeah, okay. so it just somehow that's what happened with my body at, at, at this moment so uh, yeah uh, so the big thing that i like to often talk about is let's say early mornings waking up uh, i'm not sure um, what is your opinion on let's say early morning a morning routine uh, when do you like to hit the gym but especially like what time do you generally wake up at? Generally, I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Really? So you do the 5 a.m.? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Um, in the morning, normally, <laughs> this is the thing. Maybe it's, it's just something that's uh, not for all people. In the morning, I, 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 when I, I go, uh, got up in the morning, I clean my house. I swept the garden. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm That's a secret. <laughs> So I just somehow love doing that. So I'm just watering my garden, yeah? And then I sweep the floor, clean up my, my garden. And then because uh, I have three dogs, so I, I fed my dog first in the morning. And then afterward, and I do my breath work. So uh, for 30 minutes, breath work, my morning start. Just basically to appreciate what, uh, what, I, what I have and actually what we also know as a gratitude. Thank you for the morning that I still alive, basically, <laughs> fit and healthy. So, and then uh, I normally cycle it to have uh, something that more 
like a juice, like a vegetable juice. That I mix uh, chia seed, and then I put a avocado, and then blueberry, and then I put a cacao powder. So that's like if you do have breakfast or yes, mostly guideline is uh, fiber and a little bit vegetables mm-hmm. and good fat I, I mix it with uh, raw nuts like the almond or sometimes uh, avocado or uh, walnut so and why would you say why why 5 a.m why not six why not seven is there a special thing like for me there definitely is um, i i found it that uh, we have a different body clock so in my 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 feeling is just I I find myself sleep early. I just couldn't 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 uh, uh, do anything more than like eight o'clock. So I just feel like well, it's time to sleep. It's my body just says time to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I do uh, uh, do my last thing before I sleep. So I do another. Steven, can you shut down the baby back there? Can you do that? Just 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 take care of it, man. <laughs> Uh, are we continuing or yeah, it's fine? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, I want to keep my interviews just natural. It's a conversation. It's what it is. There's a family back there with a little baby. Oh, yeah, the mom, take care. Good, Steven. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I found it that uh, that's how I I function. That's, it's not, it's not really, a, everyone has to do the same. So some people, they just maybe sleep at 10 or 12 so find out that I think until now, up to down, that I that's my formula. That I feel that when I do that, the next day I just feel light, I feel fresh, and I feel like uh, doing more thing. And it's just until eight o'clock, so much thing that I can do. Yeah, yeah. It's just becoming so productive. Mm. So that's what I I feel. That's that's what I see. Like for me, the two big things is the momentum that you create in the morning. If you get a few things done, you're like, wow, it's 9 a.m. I already have a good day. Like, let's see what else I can do. Or maybe not, but sometimes things happen by themselves, kind of. But for me, it's like just the quietness. Kind of like nothing going on. That's like the biggest thing for me. And especially, I really need that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, mean, I mean, myself in the morning, I uh, get up in the morning, it just... Just so quiet. I love I love quietness. Sometimes I spend time in a, in Ubud in a forest just by myself. Yeah, it's like uh, my time. So I would spend my time there just by myself, read a book in a forest. I feel some people love ocean, some people love uh, forest. Yeah. So I find myself forest just give me energy, energy in a way that uh, help me with the creativity mind. So uh, if I spend time too much in the ocean, it looks good. It's just basically like a you know nice view yeah but it drains me that 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 kind of like environment drains me but good fun with friends to hang out on the beach yeah but for me it drains me that uh, in the afternoon it's just completely zap my energy while in the forest it's just giving me this kickstart like a plan it's just growing it's just oh yeah i need to do this that's where I spend most of my time. That's why in the morning when I get up, I love watering the garden. I love close with the, the plant, the nature. It's just giving me how they grow. Uh, it's just basically, it's always a way. Because we don't know anyone or we haven't done any, uh, about what we want to do, doesn't mean that it's impossible. 
it's always a way, like a plant, it just keep growing. We just keep, with a good intention, it's just, we get there, yeah? It's just about uh, finding the right people, the right, uh, would be again, mindset. It's just how fast we want to uh, reach the uh, destination. Yeah. I like that. All right. I would say last question for today. What is the best advice you have ever received? You already talked a little bit about it. What would you say? The advice? Well, I'm not really good in giving advice, but... What, what is the best advice you have ever received in your life from someone or maybe a situation, maybe a life lesson? Well, in that case, I think I mentioned earlier, life in balance. Uh, in this case, from my parents, especially my father, mentioning about how to maintain uh, the relationship uh, between human and human, human and the nature. We look after the nature and uh, with the positive energy that we appreciate, we gratitude of, you know, this life is so, so uh, wonderful. Appreciation, gratitude. And uh, when my father said that if you want a happy life, try to do this. Uh, maintain the harmony. It's not easy and it requires character and, and uh, you personally has to be fit enough to tackle any situation, circumstances that not will affect you. Uh, not gonna make you feel down, but actually you can manage it as a as a, a positive thing. So things happen for reason, and normally uh, it's a for good thing. But because we don't see that way, because we're not fit, because we under a lot of pressure, stress, things happen. Actually, a bad thing, right? Because we we upset someone. We we work for a company that the boss fire you because. You, it's actually maybe a good thing. They want you to be entrepreneur, to build your own uh, business empire, right? But at the time, because we're not that fit, our orientation, our expectation is to make money, to live, to survive, because we have kids, we have, <laughs> we, we have wife, we have kids. So it's becoming uh, not a whole package that what life is all about. Yeah? So we set ourselves to early too soon for something that actually we have a better chance. We have a choice, basically. So that comes to under uh, character and also fit. When you fit, you be uh, becoming so positive. You understand the situation. You passion. Mm. You understand. Okay, and then you see things is uh, like a people saying, "I am possible." <laughs> so, so that's what I see. All right, I really liked it, especially the connection again between the physical and the mind. I think that was really kind of like a key point that we went through in our whole conversation multiple times. Really like that. Amazing. So thank you very much. Where can people find you? You are on Instagram. What else are you working on? What is your Instagram called? Uh, I'll link it. And uh, also my personal website, kobangarnawa.com. So perhaps I can share my knowledge through training and through uh, fitness to see where they are where they are at now with their fitness and actually asking them sometimes I have this sort of through my experience with what people want and what in their mind is actually uh, contradict 
So sometimes they say, okay, I want to lose 10 kilos, but actually they want to lose 20 kilos. Huh? So I want to get fit, but they're still saying, that, yeah, I eat healthy, I eat clean, but actually they're not eating clean. Their understanding is different, right? So in a way, somehow I want to contribute to actually share my experience, what they want at now and the long term is they may need to switch it a little bit, not for short term, maybe for long term. So, uh, yeah, the, we can uh, discuss some of that about fitness just to get fit or anything related with fitness. More than welcome to connect me through my website. All right. So if you pass through Bali, I'm sure a lot of you will reach out to Komang. And actually, that reminds me of the you also uh, organize events or participate in some of them. And you you were like, yeah, you could compete in men's physique. And I'm like, physically? I'm not that interested, but in terms of the mindset and what it would take to get there, it's I'm very, very intrigued. And I was like, not now. You were like 2021, maybe. It's a positive challenge then. So uh, maybe along the way, halfway, you find something different and you're becoming a model of the uh, something that related fitness that can motivate people. We never know. So. Oh, right now, the big goal is the podcast, the mindset content that I produce. So uh, big goals for 2020. But also one of the things that I want to do is kind of like shoot a documentary around a big challenge that I would take on. So that might be it. We will keep in touch. What do you think? Thank you, Dan. So, uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure to uh, meet some people from different walks of life, different way of thinking. But I see it as a, it's a unique to see difference is a good thing. Yeah? So, uh, well, best of luck and and uh, we'll catch up anytime when you're here in Bali. Amazing. Thank Love you. it. Thank you very much and talk to you soon. Until next time.